Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 19th of April 2015, entitled, A Life with a Purpose. And the Bible reading is taken from John chapter 4, verse 34. Here's Pastor Daniel Alexandru. I teach English in school uh, from first uh, zero. We have This is our first class, actually, when children go to school. Uh, they start out with uh, class zero, and I teach from class zero to class uh, eight, and I teach them the English food is fish and chips. <laughs> but that's not all they eat, you know, and we experience that. I can prove it. <laughs> no, I can testify for it. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord for the opportunity to be here and share the uh, God's word here uh, with you this afternoon. And... Um, we surely uh, appreciate uh, you and uh, your prayers, and please be in prayer for us as we uh, are seeking God's will to come and ministry uh, to the Romanian people here in Birmingham. And as I said this morning, uh, there are over 10,000 Romanians in Birmingham only. So 10,000 souls, even if it was one, God would have sent his son to die for him. Think of 10,000. And not only them, but the other people that came to Birmingham to live here, plus the others that were here before these other ones came. So many people that need Christ. And um, Jesus is still the light of this world. Tonight, the message, the title of the message is A Man with a Purpose. And I, wanna, I want us to talk about Jesus again. I hope we'll never get tired of his name, Jesus. Because if we get tired now, what's going to happen for eternity where his children will be with him? So we must well enjoy now, enjoy Jesus, and enjoy telling people about Jesus and preaching about Jesus and listening about Jesus and reading the Bible, where we find again Jesus. He's the name above all names. We all have names here on this earth. This is the way we recognize each other, by names. And we have a, a son, his name is Tibi. I hope he behaved well here. If not, tell his mom about that. Okay, don't tell me. <laughs> I get mad. <laughs> we all have names here. And we think our names are important. And sometimes I love to boast with my name because my name is Daniel. And if we go back uh, to the book of Daniel, we find a man who was a faithful man. He loved the Lord. He didn't care for the decree of the king when he said you should worship the king or somebody else. He went back to his room. He opened the windows. He opened the windows so everybody can hear, can look inside and see him kneeling and praying to the only God, Jehovah, that was, is, and will always be. 
And he didn't care that the destination for his so-called disobedience was the lion's den. He ended up in the den, but no lion enjoyed his flesh (laughs) because the angel of the Lord was there. He closed their mouths. So we we all have names. There is one name above all these names. Jesus Christ. The Son of God, our Savior, our risen Savior. And He's alive. He's alive. Forever alive. And in John chapter 4, this morning, we touched a little bit this passage where Jesus takes time to go and talk to a Samaritan lady. And the Bible puts it this way. Nowadays we don't speak this way. But the Bible says in verse 4, chapter 4. And he must needs go through Samaria. He must needs go through Samaria. He had to go through Samaria. There was no other way for him. He had to go through Samaria because there was a woman, a lost woman, who needed Christ. And he was the only one who could save her, who could talk to her. And make her understand that there is a true God she needs to worship to. And he, only he had something that could satisfy her thirst, her real thirst, her spiritual thirst. No water on this earth could satisfy her spiritual thirst, but Jesus. So Jesus made his way to Samaria to meet a woman. And she talks to the woman. Then she goes back to her town to tell people about Jesus. And when she comes back, Actually, before she comes back, the disciples had come to Jesus with some food. They were all hungry. And we get hungry. We eat three times a day. Some people eat four times a day. (laughs) Five times a day. I don't know. It's natural to be hungry. And we should eat to satisfy that hunger. But when the the disciples offered Jesus food, Jesus says in verse 34, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. My meat. What does it mean? My meat. Meat. Talks again about food. And from a physical point of view, when we speak about food, we speak about bread, vegetables, and meat, flesh, the the flesh of the animal. But Jesus Christ talks in a symbolic way. He says, that thing that gives me sustenance, that thing that feeds me, That 
thing that brings me satisfaction is not this bread. It's not this meat. It's to do the will of God. His meat is different than we might think meat meant for those people around him. So, in order to find out what exactly the Bible says, we need to look up the word in the dictionary. And what's our dictionary? <laughs> well, this is our dictionary. Amen? Because if we look up the word meat in a dictionary of the English language now, it says flesh, right? But for Jesus, meat means something else. He defines the word meat. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. That thing that satisfies me. That thing that brings satisfaction into my heart. That gives me nourishment. Is to do the will of God. When Jesus came to this earth, he came with a purpose. Luke 19. If you have the Bible, maybe you know this, you memorize this verse. Verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus Christ didn't come here for nothing. Jesus Christ didn't come here to, to find out what his reason was on this earth. To see how things uh, were going here on this earth. His mission was clear. His mission was set. His mission was precise. And the Bible is clear in Luke 19 verse 10. And even 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. That Jesus Christ came to seek. And to save that which was lost. Amazing grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. To save a wretch like me. I don't know how, how God found me. I think of millions and millions. The people that uh, are now in Asia. And uh, they are under the iron hand of the Islam and they cannot believe anything but a lie. And I was born in a country, even if I was born under the communists, and even if the communists didn't want us to have the Bible, even if it was hard for me to get a Bible after I got saved, I, I looked for a Bible. I asked the pastor, I need a Bible. He says, I have no Bible, extra Bible for you. But you have to have patience. There is a book in the back called God's Messenger, I guess. Smuggler. Okay, smuggler. And I read some words, you know, yesterday in the book. And he mentions coming to Romania with Bibles and how God made 
some great miracles allowing him in the country with Bibles. And how are the, some Christians in high positions in different denominations were afraid to get the Bible and they said, no, 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 go away, go away with your Bibles. So many people were in high positions in the so-called churches because they were put there by the Communist Party. And they didn't have anything to do with God. They just had something to do with the Communist Party. They were there to report whatever happened in the churches. But praise the Lord, there were people that loved the Lord, that would accept the Bibles that were smuggled in, and would give them away to the people that wanted to read the Bible. And I really wanted a Bible. And the pastor said, come to this address and come in. Make sure no one is outside to see you when you come in. And when you come out, make sure you have the Bible hidden somewhere. And I got my first Bible. I was 14 or 15. And I got my first Bible. Now we have so many Bibles. I have Bibles in my church. And we go to give them out and people don't want Bibles. They think they are smart. <laughs> they don't need the Bible. They don't need somebody else to tell them what to do. But people are not smart, are stupid. Because we are limited. God is unlimited. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So people who think they are smart and they reject the Bible, they are not smart. They are foolish. They are fool. That's what the Bible says. So Jesus comes to this earth. He has a purpose. He has a plan. And the Bible reveals the plan of Jesus. And Jesus himself talks about his mission here. To seek and to save. And God sought me. I didn't seek for God. He sought me. Isn't that wonderful? We're busy doing things. Like the woman at the well. She was, she was busy trying to get her water. And because she was a sinner, she didn't want to meet other people. She didn't want to be seen by other people. She chose the, the best time for her when... When the, hot was hot, when the sun was hot, nobody was out. Everybody was hidden somewhere in a shady place. She was out going to the well to draw water. And Jesus knew the moment she had to come to the well. She chose the same moment to be at the well and look for this woman. The woman never sought for Jesus. She didn't go to the well to find Jesus or to ask about Jesus. She went there to get some water. She needed water. But she finds Jesus and the living water. The disciples, and sometimes it amazes me, the disciples don't understand the Lord's purpose. I mean, 
they walked with him, they ate with him, they witnessed the miracles of Jesus, they heard him teach and preach, and still cannot understand that the Lord's meat is not that meat, the physical meat. The Lord's meat is to do the will of God. And the will of God, Jesus says, the will of God is for him to die on the cross. For you and for me. And for the whole world. I'm sure there were many times when Jesus could have done something else. But he never forgot about his purpose. His purpose. When you go shopping, you ladies, why do you go into a store, a gro- grocery or whatever, in a shop? Why? To do the shopping. <laughs> what if the husband says, oh, honey, let's go for a walk. Let's go and um, eat a cake, something sweet. She goes, no, no, no. This is not the right time. We got something to do. What, honey? We got to do some shopping. Oh, we can do it later. We can save some money, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they know exactly what they are after. And they will pursue that and they will finish it. And then say, hey, what about that cake you mentioned earlier? <laughs> Jesus came here, and with all the distractions that were here on this earth, he kept marching on towards the Calvary. He didn't let himself be detoured or distracted from his purpose to seek and to save. And the salvation came through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Even when he was mocked, even when he was bitten, as Isaiah 53 says, he didn't give up. Because his purpose was clear. I have meat to eat, that you know not of. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He went to the Calvary to finish his work. Sometimes we start works and we never finish them. And then we excuse ourselves. We, we are experts in finding excuses. There is a song, excuses, excuses. We are experts. We can always find excuses for ourselves. Not for others, 
but for ourselves. Yes, we can. Husbands blame their wives. The wives excuses, excuse themselves. The wives know how to blame the husbands, and the husbands know how to excuse themselves. We all know how to excuse ourselves. And we blame somebody else. It's not me. Eve said, it's not me. Adam started this. It's not my fault. It's my wife's fault. And she says, it's not my fault. It's the serpent. It's the serpent who enticed me. It's his fault. So this thing just passed down <laughs> from generation to generation, even to us. And we are good at this. Jesus continued his work until he finished it. He didn't let anything stop him. And the Bible gives us a warning and an advice at the same time in Hebrew. Hebrews chapter 12. It says here, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We all have a ministry from the Lord. We all have a purpose. And the purpose comes from the Lord. He is the one that gave us a purpose in life. We are not floating off somewhere with no purpose. We have a clear purpose in life just like Jesus had. And just like Jesus went to the Calvary and was able to say there on the cross, it is finished. We should be able to march on just like Paul here in Hebrews 12 says, we should lay aside every weight. There are things that keep us down here, bound to the earth. There are things that keep our eyes bound to the earth, to the physical needs. Instead of looking up, we look down. And because we look down, we see the mountains. And when we see the mountains, we, we fear. We frighten. We get scared. And we think we can't do it. But God says in Philippians chapter 4, 13, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, a, a little ant cannot move a mountain in a second just like that. But it can move it in a year time frame. Why? Because it works a bit at a time. A bit at a time. When we stop looking up and start looking down, we won't be able to do anything for the Lord. We'll be bound to this earth. Just like Paul says here, we'll have weights that keep us down. Instead of going up, we'll keep on going down. And then we'll just find our excuses. 
and blame somebody else for our failures in our spiritual and Christian life. Well, blame somebody else. Why didn't you tell these people about Jesus? You know, I was busy with my job. I was busy with my work. You know, my car broke down. You know, my pipe just burst. You know, my washer just stopped working. And I was busy all day. Why didn't you come to church yesterday? Oh, you know what? I was so busy. I had to work 12 hours in a row. And I couldn't wake up in the morning. We have so many excuses. But the thing is the same. Bound to this earth. Bound to this earth. Missing what Jesus promised to all of us. In the same chapter 4 of John. Jesus says. Verse 36. And he that reapeth receiveth wages. We go to work here and we need work because the Bible says we should work in order to, to eat. That he that doesn't work shouldn't eat. So we have to work, we have to eat, but don't forget. Jesus requires from us to put him on the first place in our life. And we should be good stewards of our time, talents, money, things, and whatever God has placed in our life. They are, they are all a gift of the Lord. We should be all good stewards. And if we serve the Lord, and he says here, And he that reapeth receiveth wages. He has a prize for us. He has a reward for us. If we work for the Lord, He will reward us. And Christians nowadays forget about the spiritual blessings, the prize that God has in heaven for us. And go after the earthly Rewards. Oh, if I go and do this, I'll make this money. If I do that, I'll get this money. And if I do this, I'll have that big house. If I do this, I'll have this, you know, luxurious life and so forth. And these are hinders. These are weights that keep us down here, bound to this earth. They hinder us. They keep us from serving the Lord. Whereas the, the Lord's rewards are more beautiful. They are everlasting. They are much better than all the things here on this earth. And all the things that we get here on this earth, including this earth, Peter says that one day they will all burn. And when we get up there, Jesus will want to reward us. But if we forgot to serve the Lord here, we forgot the purpose God had for us here on this earth, what will be there left for us? Zero. A big zero. Jesus 
had a purpose. Nothing stopped him from fulfilling his purpose. Nothing kept him from finishing his work. By the same token, God has for you and for me a plan, a purpose. He has a ministry for you and for me. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a missionary to have a ministry. It's enough that you are the child of God. He has something for you. He has a ministry and he deserves all your best, all my best. He deserves my service, your service. He's done so many things for us. He's still doing so many things for you and for me. He deserves all you have. Your service. And for this service, Jesus says, I have rewards for you. Heavenly. Incorruptible. Rewards. If this thing doesn't motivate us, what will? Motivate us. Jesus is the king. He's got all the riches in the world. He has everything. He should have said, and he could have said, you have to serve me with no reward, with no pay. But he didn't say that. He said he loved us. And he showed his love. Paul says in Romans chapter 5 that God manifested his love while we were yet sinners. He sent Jesus Christ to die for you and for me. He proved his love. So many times we say, Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you so much. Everybody knows I love you. But does anybody see we love the Lord? Because a real love needs to be seen. The real light, Jesus Christ came into this world and they saw the light. They didn't want the light, but they saw the light. God says that he proved his love for you and for me. He showed it so we can see it. And we saw this love in the person of Jesus Christ. So the question is, do we just say we love Jesus or we prove we love Jesus? How do we prove we love Jesus? We go back to Jesus and we see, at his, we, we see his life. And we see that he started something. He came to this earth. He had a purpose to seek and to save that which was lost. And he went all the way to the cross and up there on the cross. And that was the throne the human beings offered him. The only throne, a cross. He was there on the cross, hanging in between heaven and earth. And we hear him saying, it is finished. It's not a matter of winning a race here. Paul says, we are in a race. It's a matter of finishing the race. We are not here to compete with each other. I'm better than you. You are better than me. I'm better than her. She's better than her. She's better than me. 
No, we are here to finish the race. We are in a race. We are running. We are marching forward. The Satan is here. Satan is here to weigh us down with different things from this earth. Don't forget. Jesus set an example for you and for me. He started his course with a purpose in mind and he finished his course, accomplishing his purpose. That's why you and I ask, can stay here, sit or stand in the house of the Lord and say, thank you, Lord, for your salvation. I didn't deserve it. You gave it to me anyways. You love me. God, help me to love you and to prove I love you. And make me a light that everybody should see it. And Lord, when things come my way to keep me from serving you, from telling people about Jesus, help me not to stumble. Help me not to stop. Help me not to go astray. Help me to keep on marching on. To finish the race. That's what it counts. To finish the race. And surely you'll be there welcoming us in heaven. Good. I, what's the word exactly in English? Good and faithful servant. Welcome into my kingdom. These are the words I want to hear when I will meet the Lord. My servant, you finished your course. I never forgot about the purpose I placed in your heart at the moment of your salvation. You kept going on. You never forgot to tell people about Jesus. You never forgot to serve me. God has called you and me to serve him and to finish the race. May the Lord help you and me finish the race and hear the words a good and faithful servant well done thank you very much lord bless you amen mm -hmm.